0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. I'm joined by Ernest Watts. And Ernest, we both agree, yesterday and Saturday were some of the best football you would ever see and enjoy. The drama, the close plays, the controversial plays, the great quarterback play. Ernest, do you agree? Is that one of the best weekends you've ever seen of football?
1: You know, your introduction right there lasted longer than the time. Pat Mahomes had to march down the field to get a tying field goal. That was longer than 13 seconds. Oh, that's the greatest uh, weekend of playoff football ever. And I've been watching playoff football since 1962. I mean, and the way it was structured was, and I don't know if you could ever do this again, was the first game was good, and the second game was better. The third game was even better than that, and the fourth was possibly the greatest time. I mean, they're sequestered and it really was, I mean, a combination of four games that ended on the last play that the winning amount totally was 18 points.
0: Does that show that the teams are more even now or, you know, there was a big controversy. Maybe that the Buffalo co- coach McDermott should have squib kicked it instead of giving Mahomes the full 13 seconds, but it's oh, Mahomes.
1: That's that, uh no controversy. He should have squid kicked it. I mean anything less than thirteen seconds. I mean, they had the three timeouts, but if it was ten seconds, I don't think he would have got down the field. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh you know, you have to look at the context of the entire game. That was one mistake, unfortunately came at that time. That's that's like talking about should the defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers he gets blamed for the last, uh, the last play with uh, the Rams.
0: Cups was not covered. What well, the
1: it's because uh, David, the middle linebacker, froze. They blitzed. They brought the linebackers. And when you look on Tate, he's either supposed to drop back in a zone coverage or blitz. And he never moved. He freezes. You know, everybody's getting over the defensive corner. You tend to forget They've got 11 players on the field. So, yeah, you, you nitpick, and the problem is the mistake on the last play tends to show up more than, well, uh, look at Tannehill trying to throw that screen pass when they're in the, well, on the three-yard line. I mean, I, I don't particularly like screen passes in the red zone. And great play by the Bengal. He, Jackson, he taps the ball up, taps it to himself, gets an interception, not only do they stop at least three points, which would have been the difference for the Titans, uh, but they go ahead and score themselves with a field goal. Uh, you look at, you can look even uh, further than that. Look at the uh, coach for the Vrabel for the Titans when they score the first touchdown because they get the penalty uh, on the touchdown, the unsportsmanlike. He goes for two. If he, and they miss. If they don't go for two and they kick the extra point, that field goal doesn't make a difference. Titans walk away with a win. So the beauty of all these games, circumspect, is you can you can go through the minutia minutiae of each and every one of them and find something that if you hadn't done this or you hadn't done that, would have changed the results of each and every one of those games. Because
0: none of them were blowouts. They were all so close. And then oh. Gre- Green Bay, I mean... Their special teams, you could say, if you point to one thing, you say the special teams lost to them. But as my son likes to say, where was Aaron Rodgers on the, in that game?
1: Yeah, but you know, you got to realize in the Saturday two games that the Bengals and the 49ers won, collectively both teams only scored one offensive touchdown. And, you know, special teams, I mean, when's the last time you see, usually most blocks come up the middle. When's the last time you saw a guy come from the outside? And... I mean, that's just, you know, we tend to divide football into two perimeters offense and defense. Special teams is just as important. It's it's a third of the game in that respect. And we saw that because three games were kicked, one by special teams. Field goals kicked at the end of the game. And we tend to forget, and you've got certain teams like the Bengals and the Ravens with Tucker and McLaughlin respectively as field goal kickers. That if you get it on the 40-yard line, you're guaranteed three points just to watch. Not a lot of teams can say that. So special teams, Being, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who think when they look at Aaron Rodgers after Saturday night, they're going to go karma. You know, the big fuss about the inoculation, the attention that he brings to themselves, the idea that he has a losing record in the playoffs the idea that he's 0-5 against the 49ers, the team that he blistered when he got drafted for the Packers. He thought he should have been drafted instead of Alex Smith. He thought he should have been drafted by the 49ers. In a sense of karma, he can't beat the 49ers. And this is three straight playoff games they've lost to the 49ers.
0: Yeah, and nobody would have thought with the cold weather And the 49ers having to play a really tough game against the Rams to get into the playoffs. And then they win again. It just, it was like, wow, how much can they do? And then that sets up the Rams against the 49ers all over again in the SoFi. Isn't it SoFi Stadium
1: in LA? Yes, yeah, SoFi.
0: And that's where the Super Bowl is going to be. I mean, it's going to be really dramatic. And Garoppolo looked so rough in that game uh, up in. It just proves does defense win championships?
1: Well, I think coaches win sometimes. Uh, you know their coaches, and this is the second time he's done beat Green Bay this way in the playoffs. He did this two years ago. Is they basically went to the old Packer sweep? That's all they went to. I mean, they brought two guards and they swept, and they've got a wide receiver who plays running back who's done a great job. And, you know, I'm not going to throw you a plug here, but three years ago during the draft, I believe David and myself said this was a great pickup in the second round, but they're just pulling their guards. I mean, they got one of the better offensive lines, but they're just, you know, as was the old Hank Stram on the NFL films, matriculating down the field, they just have a great running attack. And they're one of those teams, like and the Rams also can do this, is they can get, enough pressure off of the front four that they don't have to blitz and leave openings. If it's a zone defense you blitz, you're usually going to do a zone blitz. You're going to drop one of your defensive linemen back to kind of confuse things and be a... And they're not fast enough to guard. Or you're going to go with a man-to-man blitz. And that way, you can still... I mean, you know, it's it's, the idea is you still got, at that time, Eight guy, I mean seven guys dropping back to guard. Four guys, generally speaking. So teams that get that front four pressure, and we saw yesterday, uh, yesterday with Brady getting harassed. By the way, I, I love that for all his mouthing off, he finally got an unsportsmanlike uh, call on himself. <laughs> But, I mean, that's the, the deal of beating Brady has been the same for the last 22 years. If you put pressure on him, if you make him uncomfortable, if you make him move, he's not as accurate. Now, eventually the defense got worn down and he was able to have time in the pocket, and that's why they were able to make a comeback. I mean, let's face it, three fumbles, the Rams should have lost that game. But, uh, you know, Cooper Cup is always open right now. Cooper Cup is open. I mean, the man's open uh, all the time. And, you know, he might be the real MVP. He's like a convenience store
0: in the corner. He's always open.
1: Well, the, the the illusion has been that he doesn't look like your typical wide receiver. And that's why people don't take him seriously. And in the beginning, the Buccaneers tried to take him out. And that uh, left a lot of room for OBJ. And Boy, you talk about somebody who salvaged his reputation. Uh, OBJ has done that. I mean, he's made some great catches. He's come into the Rams. I mean, kind of looks like he learned his lesson with the Browns and has been the good citizen.
0: But is any credit to Stafford that he gets the ball to him too?
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, I think the way that scheme's set up, everybody's open. I mean, they threw a touchdown to their third-string tight end for the first touchdown they scored last night. I think that's a very, very, very—McVay has a way of—he just schemes very, very well. Now, their running attack, they lost their best running back in the preseason. It's not quite what it should be. It'd be interesting because 49ers have beat them twice already. But this is a beat-up—I mean, i watched the end of that Packer game, and everybody's coming off the field limping and hurting. I mean that's I just wonder about health factors if the forty ers are ready for it. And you know, Grappolo's taking was he fascinating if Grappolo takes them to a second Super Bowl with the idea that you know they're gonna get rid of him after this huh. year.
0: Well, I'm interested in seeing if Akers plays for the Rams. Right before he fumbled it, I said to my wife, Can't don't give Akers the ball. He's fumble. He fumbles so much and yet they gave it to him like again and he fumbled. He's so fast, his legs
1: are so fresh because he's been out all year. Would you play him in this game? Oh, you have to. You can't lose the kid. I mean, you have to to the simple sense of him and Michelle have to run the ball because a lot of the passing attack of the Rams is based on establishing a running attack. I mean, if you if you don't, they're just going to blitz all the time. But if you run and you and you have to pick up a lot, I mean, you're not – they don't have to pick up a hundred yards on the ground to be effective with the passing attack, but you have to do that. And again, they're going against a team very similar to the extent that their front four can get pressure. Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, people. I don't still think they're giving Stafford the due and what he's been able to do. I mean, if he can get to do you think if he gets to a Super Bowl, a lot of this? I think everybody expected him to be the second coming of Tom Brady with the Rams. And he had adjusted the team. They've had injuries. I think this is a team that, and again, that's part of the 17-game season. It's, it's almost like baseball. It's not the best four teams. It's the healthiest four teams.
0: Well, the first four games, Stafford did look like the next coming of Mahomes and Brady, the way he was throwing it. And then defenses caught up with him. And then he was playing low, injured and trying to do too much. I think he settled back down. I think people are seeing that Stafford had uh, those arm angles before Mahomes made it. But I'm going to switch gears a little bit to the quarterbacks of the AFC. I know you texted me something about this, and, uh, and somebody else did too. That not it amazing? It could be the golden age of uh, quarterbacks in the AFC right now with Holmes and Allen and Jackson. And I'm missing the fourth one. that are incredibly young. Oh, Burrows, and so talented. If you had to pick one of those four, besides Mahomes, who would you take for your team?
1: I'd take the Chargers' quarterback in a heartbeat.
0: Oh, off the board, Herbert.
1: Yeah, I think Herbert. Yeah, I think Herbert. He's a year. He's 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 twenty three, and he got Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Herbert are all twenty three. Uh, I mean, we tend to forget Holmes is only 26.
0: I know. It's crazy.
1: And we, we, we tend to, I mean, everybody made fun of that 10 yard, 10 year contract he signed.
0: <laughs> so, and I thought,
1: wow. Wasteful of money. But she sure brought the cover. Yeah. I'd take Herbert. I mean, he's been able to, and I think he, he's been handicapped by his coach. Brendan Staley went for fourth on every particular play. But he had one running back during the entire season. He's got two good wide receivers. Uh, I just think he's an up and comer. I mean, he is so accurate. He has all the throws. Uh, He has that arm strength that you don't see with Burrow. Burrow is very, very accurate, but he doesn't have the flat out arm strength that Herbert or Mahomes has. And, And, you know, whereas Mahomes is his mobility and his ability to improvise. I mean, he he does it before you even think about it. He had one throw yesterday where he threw under the arm of the defense. I know. It it looked like Dan Quisenberry, pretty much, old Kansas City underhanded baseball pitcher. I mean, he just, the ability of, and it was a shortstop
0: throw, like a shortstop going to his right and then throwing underarm,
1: which is what he was as a youth. And his dad was a major league pitcher. It's also the ability that the pocket presence, I mean, you, you look at guys coming from the blind side and almost like he's got a spidey sense. He ducks, he weaves. He's the, like a great boxer. He offers the skills of a shortstop, a middleweight boxer, the ability to slip and weave, and the improvisation of a point guard in basketball. He has all those talents. I mean, Mahomes is the best now. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you, you know, take Rodgers. And, and take Brady, you know, their advanced age. But Mahomes is head ab- above everybody. So
0: everybody's probably heard the quote, what Andy Reid was asked. What did you tell Pat Mahomes in overtime? He says, when things look grim, be the Grim Reaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you read that off of somebody, some guy's tattooed arm or something. It's or like, like in
0: a movie. villain in a Spider-Man movie, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, but I more or less think that was on someone's tattoo on their arm in that respect. <laughs> I mean, again, it's the... You know when he had 13 seconds left in regulation, and I kept thinking to myself, he can pull this off.
0: I know I did too. I
1: had no doubt. I, you know, you left him too much time. A lot of people were Monday morning uh, questioning about the kick, you know, McDermott for the the Bills coach. And but at the moment, at the time, I said, you gave him too much time.
0: Well, Allen and, looked tremendous, though. How gutsy was Allen to throw those passes toward the end?
1: Well, wide open receiver. <laughs> <It helps. laughs> I mean, uh, Davis set a record for receptions, five catches. I mean, it's it 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 really was a game for the ages. I can't. The Super Bowl, the Eagles and the Patriots was close to that. Remember, you only had one punt in that game.
0: Or the Patriots uh, and the Rams.
1: Yeah, the Patriots and the Rams, the Chiefs. And the Rams on Monday Night Football, the old Coliseum. Remember that game?
0: Yeah. How about Patriots Uh, against Seattle, the interception?
1: Yeah, that reception. Two personal favorites of mine, which will show my old man cred, is uh, the uh, Miami-Kansas City game playoff double overtime in
0: 1971. Cancel Winslow? Kevin Winslow? No, no,
1: no, no, no. That's Miami and uh, San Diego. Okay. Now this was Ed Podolak <laughs> and your, your premium. <laughs> oh my that, gosh. Yes. Uh, kicking the field goal. And this is the longest game ever. Second overtime. Uh, the other one, and you know, that San Diego game was, you know, Winslow not only caught a touchdown, he blocked a field goal. That was Miami San Diego. I'm going to say that was 79 or 80. But 77, the Colts and the Raiders in a playoff game that went two overtimes, that was post to the Ghost. That was a pass to uh, Dave Casper that won the game. Well, I've seen a lot of good games in my respect. So, yeah, I mean, those, those are the type. This ranks up there. So We're you're going to
0: lead, up- a perfect lead-in to the another hot topic right now is should they change the overtime rule in the NFL? In college, both teams get the possession. Uh, but in NFL, if the first team who gets it scores a touchdown, it's over. Should they right. change it?
1: The only difference in playoffs is extended to 15 minutes and you play another period if it's still tied after that, whereas the regular season, it's 10 minutes and that's all. No, don't change it. I like it just the way it is. All right. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen said, do not change it. The irony is two years ago, three years ago, you know, uh, the same thing happened to the chiefs and, uh, Tom Brady got it and mm-hmm. marched down the field and scored one possession touchdown at
0: Kansas city
1: At Kansas city and Kansas city lobbied, uh, the, uh, owners meeting changed the rule, but both teams get a possession and it didn't even come up for a vote. So it's not going to change.
0: All right. Now it's prediction time, Ernest. So oh, well, we- well,
1: I'm going to get back oh, one more thing, with overtime before we go to
0: how do you feel about it i like the college the way the college does it oh, um or either either one. that so, or make it like you say 10 play 10 minutes whoever is leading in 10 minutes and then go to the other because you're in the playoffs you spent all this time getting to the playoffs and for one team just to have one position it's done it was so it was exciting it was great um but as somebody said, hey, instead of going to the next round of the playoffs, let's just have Chiefs, Bills, uh, best of seven for the next you know seven weeks. It would be great. Um, Did you know
1: Josh Allen was 9-0 and o on coin flips before that coin flip? <laughs> you know, the, the, wow. You know, the, the uh, XFL had this year a rule where when you flip the coin, uh, you determine whether you get um, the ball or you defer, and the team that does not get possession, they don't have a kickoff. They decide where you start from, which naturally would be uh, on your own one yard line. So that's a tweak. The other tweak I've heard is NFL, the college rules would start on the 50 instead of the 35. I still think that's too close. And the other is bend, uh play the full period and take the score from there. Don't make it sudden death. Yeah. I, I- like it the way it is. I like it. The way I like You know, Josh Allen had no problem with it. Sean McDermott had no problem with it. I don't see where he else can comply.
0: Yeah, it was really dramatic. It was really great. I mean, it was like, no way. You know, it was such a great game. Um, okay, prediction time. All righty. Chiefs versus Bengals.
1: I think the Chiefs. I think it'll be close, but I believe it'll be the Chiefs.
0: Do you think that, um, gosh, all of a sudden his name just escaped me, the wide receiver, the Bengals, is the best wide receiver that you've seen in a long time?
1: No, no. He's best rookie. He's the best rookie. But What's no, his not name the... again? Come on. Oh, made me flake out here. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit even... this later. Yeah,
0: sure. All right, uh, Anyway, Yeah. Well... yeah. Um, Rams versus 49ers.
1: You know I'm pulling for the Rams. Yeah, that, you're pulling would that, for them. Well, that said, with that said, uh, I think it's going to be the Forty ers
0: So this is where you can play mind games with yourself. And what you say you believe? Did you say not momentum? What was the thing you say you don't you pr- believe? <laughs> when I say Cough momentum, it up now. Cough it up now. yeah, uh, what do you say you believe in something more than momentum? Or chemistry. Ah, you chemistry. believe more in chemis- momentum than ke- chemistry, right?
1: Right,
0: right. So the 49ers have so much momentum and they believe in each other. And Shanahan seems to have uh, the Rams' number. Uh, it just seems like he has a little extra than our team. Um, and the Rams have the revenge factor, but I. I think the way the Rams win is that if the 49ers are just too banged up and grapple, throws a bunch of picks. I'm rooting for the Rams, but 49ers seem like a team of destiny to me.
1: Jamar Chase is the wide receiver's name.
0: Did you have to look that up?
1: Uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Memory's not that good. Uh, I mean, it's just... They've won, I think it's, it's nine straight losses by the Rams to the 49ers. Now, a lot of averages would tell you that leans towards the Rams. And the Rams and the Chiefs would be a much more entertaining game. We've seen 49ers against, the, we've seen this 49er team pretty much against this Chief team was two years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And we know with Graffalo, I mean, Graffalo has just made mistakes and they've been lucky to get away with it. I mean, he's thrown some real floaters. I mean, I'd like to see Rams and the Chiefs, but, boy, nine straight wins and their physical team. I tend to go with a physical team. Now, I know one of the Chiefs, Melvin Ingram, who came in in the middle of the season from Pittsburgh. And I'd love to see him get a Super Bowl championship right. So we
0: so, both feel the Chiefs are going to win it all, no matter what.
1: Yeah, that's that's who I'm rooting for because my team didn't even breathe, didn't <laughs> even smell playoffs to that extent. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's I think that'd be a more entertaining game. Don't you believe that'd be more entertaining? I watch it wind up being uh, Cincinnati and and the Forty ers for the third time. I mean, they've met twice. In the Super Bowl, I know it was before our audience was alive. Oh, uh, one that was uh, in
0: the Pontiac Silverdome, I remember that.
1: That was, believe it or not, that was 40 years ago to this day. Wow! And that is the highest rated, most viewership of any Super Bowl.
0: Because that
1: Super Bowl. Well, it was the first time Madden did a Super Bowl, I believe. But it was a. It was in a. It was the first cold water, cold weather Super Bowl. It was also, I think the weather was bad that weekend. And it was two teams that had been 3-13 and 13 the year before. I mean, they really weren't. I mean, America likes to see, you know, I hear a little bit of Chiefs backlash. Do you?
0: No, I don't hear any I, Chiefs backlash.
1: I do, I do. I hear some people saying, because this is the fourth AFC championship. So they're the new Patriots. All-
0: they're so good, people start hating
1: them. Yeah, I think there is some type of a backlash that comes from it. I mean, I think that to a certain extent. I mean, I don't. I love Mahomes. Mahomes is just fascinating to watch, and that's a team built on speed. Uh, to me, it's it's the the team to watch. Them and the Rams would be a fantastic game. I just hope it turns out. You do know this is the first uh, league championship games since two thousand and nine. That neither Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers are participating in. <laughs> Some of the changing of the guard, don't you think? Yeah. I, I quick, quick, quick question on you. Will either of them, will none of them retire?
0: Wow. Um, I think there's a chance both could retire, but um, I think Brady is looking wobbly right now. I think he he proved he could win without Belichick. He's got a beautiful wife, got kids that are just growing up, doesn't need to prove anything else to anybody. No, I think he's really close to retiring. And the silly rumor would be that Rodgers would go down and replace him down in Tampa Bay. Um, Aaron's wow, they're, claims are not... The cap. Re- huh? they're,
1: they're against the... Yeah. The Bucs are really all against the cap. Yeah. They're going to have to rebuild.
0: Yeah, I think, and I don't think Brady's there for rebuilding. I think Brady retires. I think Rodgers goes... One more year, someplace else. Uh, Pittsburgh looks like more likely. But boy, do they want the drama that comes with Rodgers and Pittsburgh? I don't know if they really do. Any other team that you think wants Rodgers that he'd go to?
1: More than half the league. Most of the league would take Rodgers.
0: Yeah, who would? But who's a contender? that? San Francisco. There's no way he's going to San Francisco. Come on.
1: Um, Denver?
0: Denver would take him. I could Philadelphia?
1: See.
0: No, he's not going to Philly. No. I don't know. It's a good... How about Arizona? How about a wild switch? That Arizona, Murray's uh, gone.
1: I don't know. Court, coach would have to be gone. How about Chicago? Chicago's defense is <laughs> playoff work.
0: Would that be so crazy? They own fascinating?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but the 49ers own him, so that's not... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. It depends on who's the new coach Saints? in Miami. Saints, Saints could really use him. They really are neat. That could be it that they, the Saints coach comes back for one more year with, um, Rogers. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Raiders. Remember the, the teams that he looked at were 49ers. Supposedly this year, 49ers Raiders, Broncos, and there was one other, and I don't recall who that was. The
0: Raiders are not that far away, I don't think.
1: I don't know. They don't have the depth, pretty much. That's that's, that's me, the question. Oh, yeah, the Chargers was the other team. All right.
0: Ernest, it's to, uh, time again. We're going to get to what I watch that's not called sports. It's a new <laughs> segment. What do you watch that's not called sports right now?
1: I'll find out tonight, won't I? Because I've been <laughs> watching football, basketball, and hockey. Uh, uh, we, You know, uh, there, is, uh, there isn't a whole lot available. A lot of reruns oh, and stuff. What it's do you mean there's all these games.
0: free streaming apps now? And I know you have every HBO show max. Yeah,
1: all- yeah. The Mandalorian is probably going to be on the next episode of Boba Fett, The Book of Boba Fett. Because they ended the last episode with the music for the Mandalorian. I guess he owns, owes him because he was the last, uh, Boba Fett was in the last part of season two. He's going to come help
0: him fight the war against the fish guys, the pikes.
1: Yes. The pikes. The, could just like lay them on their side and let them flop <laughs> like fish do out of water. Uh, the Witcher, uh, which I've enjoyed. on. Uh, um, on uh, Netflix. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say Peacemaker again.
1: Yeah, Peacemaker. I've enjoyed that. I mean, that's just just fantastic in that respect. Um, there was a there's a couple movies I've watched in that respect. Uh, but yeah, those are the ones I'm 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 watching. The Fisher uh, Mister Mercedes on uh, a Peacock, which is based on a Stephen King detective series. Been watching that. I'm on season two of it. Uh, of course, you know my usual: The Simpsons, Archer, all those. But I'm I'm watching the NBA. I mean, i just. I saw Grayson Allen clothesline Caru- Alex Caruso over <laughs> the weekend, and one game suspension. I mean, he did a uh, Kevin McHale close uh, clothesline of Michael Cooper in the finals.
0: Yeah, he did. Well,
1: that's a, that's a callback. I two, mean, hands. Went in, two hands went in with bad intention. And it's not like Grayson Allen doesn't have a reputation. I mean, he got suspended <laughs> twice at Duke and, uh, and then Milwaukee comes out the next week, day and tries to support him. This is, this is junk. I mean, I can't understand this stuff. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of hockey. Uh, the Olympics are coming. Less than ten days. Will you watch any of the Olympics? Oh
0: yeah, I'll watch a lot of it. I'd rather even watch even Olymp- though. Go ahead. No, it's it's you know I love watching the hockey. I love watching even curling. I mean, even curling I like to watch. So I and you know I live up here in the great north in Michigan where it's cold and everything. It's good to see somebody out there playing.
1: Well, yeah, but it's in that famous. Resort area of Peking, China is where it's being held at. I mean, we just got through another Olympics six months ago. I mean, it just, it's, I think the time difference creates a difference because you'll know, and now the way the media is, you'll know the winners, you'll know the results before you see the highlight package. Uh, but don't you like I mean,
0: watching the downhill racers, how crazy it is? Like oh, I will yeah. potentially not see the news of the Olympics so I can see it and get it. But and, as before, always, we find the Canadian uh network, since we're close to Canada, A, eh, um does a much better straightforward job than doesn't have all the background pieces and all the build up that the NBC has. I'm so tired of NBC's over dramatizing. Just give I'm me the score.
1: But how is NBC going to do the over-dramatization when all the reporters are in America? They're not sending anybody, but the, they're taking the the cut, the Olympic feed, and they're doing the commentary in Connecticut. Yeah. Nick, Nate Myers is Nate Moyers is probably helping with this. You can buy but,
0: interviews. You can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you I can mean, you that, can piece it together.
1: I mean, I hate to say it. I don't want to get political. But you have a regime over there, and the Olympics has this bad history of of allowing themselves to be used as propaganda, going back to 1932 in in Berlin. And this is kind of what this smacks of a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's the link. And I'll be honest with you, the hockey I'd watch, but I'm not gonna know any of the players because the NHL players, the NHL pulled theirs out. So they can make up games. Did they I lost. say men's was, hockey?
0: I want to watch the women's hockey,
1: man. That's one game. That's that's Canada USA for the gold. That's the <coughs> only one you have to watch.
0: I also love the bobsled or the skeleton. You know, where people can flip and turn, and it's that edge of danger type of thing.
1: I don't know. It's just it's, this is probably in my lifetime. The least anticipated Olympics.
0: You'll be watching USFL anyways.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, yeah, I'll watch the USFL, but that's not till April, so we can wait a long time for that. I just, I don't know. I mean, the NFL season is extended; they're going all the way to you know Super Bowl is the day before Valentine's Day. I just, there's no compelling stories. You've got one skier that I know about. And skiing is such a luck of the draw. I mean, you, know, you don't know how that turns out. That can you name three Olympians? Chevron the,
0: the skier, uh, Sean White the snowboarder, and uh, yeah. Chen the uh, figure skater. Nathan Yeah,
1: right. but see, that's that's it. I mean, it's we went into the the even though it was postponed for a year, you had a bunch of stories going in the Tokyo Olympics. In this one, there, there's no compelling story. All
0: right, well, let's get to something that has a bigger, more compelling story. Baseball okay. Hall of Fame, they're going to announce tomorrow who got in, and it's the bon- Bonds and Clemens last year. We all know Big Poppy's getting in. Come on. Yes. You know, if he does, though, it, he'll say, F on this.
1: Even though he showed up on the Mitchell report as using an illegal substance.
0: Pot. Anyways, yeah, was the, Which Bonds was not supposed to be
1: released to the public. Bonds and Clemens will get in with the veterans crowd in 10 years.
0: Oh, it's next year, I think.
1: It's next year. Oh, they're not going to do it right afterwards. Well, they're, they,
0: they, next, they're, uh, they're done with the regular voting this year with the writers. Next year, they go before the committee with the veterans.
1: Yeah, they'll get in that way. Do you think Schilling will ever get in? I Remember, think he has to have his name pulled off. which they did not do.
0: I don't know. He's, you know, Andrew Jones is on the list still. Will he get in this year?
1: Andrew Jones is kind of suffers from the Gale Sayers, Sandy Koufax syndrome. The fact that early for a very compact period of time, they were the best at what they did. And so much of the, baseball hall of fame more than any other sport hall of fame is compilation. It's, it's numbers. I mean, there was a five year period in which he was the best center fielder and probably statistically it shows that he was the best center fielder of all time. And he hit, I'm thinking about 425 home runs, Right, right? Had the power, but after age 30, pretty much he didn't sustain that. He bounced around a little bit, went to the Dodgers, uh, went to the Yankees, and I think that that's held against them a little bit. And a lot of people think, well, the, that Braves team only won World, World Series, and they already have four Hall of Famers from that period. So they may not feel like he offers. To me, he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Uh, they're, they're, you know,
0: He was like the new King Griffey Jr. I mean, he was that good.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a shorter period of time. You know, in football, Gale Sayers was only successful for three years. But there was no doubt he was the best guy on the field. He got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In baseball, again, it's it's length of time. You know, Koufax was the anomaly because Koufax only had five and a half years of excellence. You throw that out and he has a under 500 record. And in baseball, though, I'd like to see careers, that's where, you know, uh, Todd Helton statistically should be in, but they throw in the the Coors effect, not that he was drinking Coors, but Coors Field, which is a mile high and the duration of his his career. He played college football, so he didn't come up until he was 23 or 24 years old. So they always go with length in that extent. But Mm to me, Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer. It's, it's a nebulous line.
0: A nebulous because, line. Sounds like Star well, Trek now.
1: It does. We're going into well, the nebulous. Well, they'll, they'll compare on people already in the Hall of Fame. And they'll say, well, he had five less wins than so-and-so. Okay, well, if you let him in on that criteria, someone who has five less wins than him, you'll go, well, he's in the Hall of Fame. He should be in.
0: All right, so in, in your lifetime, who was the best player you ever saw in baseball?
1: Talent-wise, Henry Aaron.
0: Did you actually see him play, though?
1: Yes, we mean physically- Oh, physically see. Thought you meant on TV. Uh, the best. Oh, wow, it's two guys that I physically saw play, and that's A-Rod that I saw hit two home runs, and that's Barry Bonds who, batting practice, was hitting the back wall of the Tampa Bay Stadium. Mm-hmm. To guys who probably never ever be in the Hall of Fame, well, I don't they'll think they'll get in. You think A, who gets in first? Bonds or A Rod?
0: Bonds. A Rod is so disliked. Still, I mean, it's hard to be more disliked yeah, than Bonds.
1: They, but. they showed him drunk at the Green Bay Packers game, playoff game, and uh, while he was singing "Roll Out the Barrels" between the fourth period and the third period uh, quarter, and you could you could just. You could hear the disdain in, in Joe Buck's voice. Yeah, the best but players. Is it, I, like, go ahead. The best what players I saw
0: one? in person: Nolan Ryan. I got to see him as a kid wipe out the Tigers. I remember as a no hitter. I don't know if it's actually a no hitter. It was probably about eight or nine years old. I have to go back and look. And then, um, personal reasons: Cal Ripken saw him multiple times, uh, so clutch, um, such a class act. Um,
1: Enormously size. I stood next to him. An autographed line when he was playing for the minor league team the Charlotte O's here in Charlotte and he was built like a linebacker. I mean it's just because prior to that shortstops were little frail guys and at that time he was a third baseman. He had not been shifted to uh, shortstop by by, uh, Earl Weaver and he just was physically intimidating. But you, you really think Get it. Arod admitted, finally, that he was taking substances. And physically, I mean, he was a better fielder, more important. He was the best shortstop I ever saw. I mean, even between Cal and A-Rod, A-Rod could do more.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Ernest, and we got to wrap up this podcast. Okay. I hate to say it, but your final good minutes?
1: Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, some sad news today seems to be my going. I know it's
0: your theme who died this thing. week in football. Oh, well,
1: oh, we not going to talk about Louis Anderson or meatloaf, Robert Aladlay. If you know him two out of three is not bad. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the word came out today that Dick vital will not be broadcasting this year. And it is advanced age. And this is again, because of the, the cancer of the throat, uh, we're going to come to a day that, uh, we're not going to hear him broadcast. And I was listening to Al Michaels, who did a marvelous job at the Tampa Bay game in uh, LA. And the word on the street is the uh, NBC's trying to push him to the street. Uh, they want Mike Tarico to do uh, Sunday night football. And I thought, you know, for 65 years old, ageism does bother you. But I thought, wow, I mean, these guys have been so much of. of uh, my viewing habits for the last 25 years. And again, Al Michaels is the, the epitome of the greatest broadcaster of all time. I mean, he had done basketball, did hockey, did football. He's on world series, Monday night football, super bowls. Uh, he's done NBA finals. I mean, he's just smooth as smooth can be. And if this is the super bowl is going to be as, uh, farewell, I hope not. I hope we get a chance to listen to him again. He seems seems to be someone who enjoys it. You know, Paul, how many announcers that you listen to do you think really enjoy broadcasting? Hmm. I think most of them
0: do, but I will agree with you that Al Michaels is so smooth. He never makes himself the story, but he still has clever quips in there, and he knows the game. I think some of the other announcers... Uh, think too much of themselves and draw too much attention. Trico's okay, um, and, but Ma- Michael's—it's just so smooth that you don't even realize what he's doing while you're listening. That's that's a sign of a great announcer. It's so good, you just—it's part of the flow. But that's but that, that's your final good man stretched out here. Or?
1: Well, well, but well, don't you don't you think that there's some that sound like they almost have a disdain for the sport when they're broadcasting? Like who? I hate to, I hate to pick on Joe Buck, but Joe Buck sometimes
0: he can get snarly once in a
1: while. And it's not the it just feels like it's
0: like, know, like me when I don't they, get my food on time. I get a little.
1: Well, hangry. yeah. I mean, all I like guys who enjoy what when you can tell the enjoyment when it comes through.
0: Like I mean, John Madden.
1: Yeah, John Madden, and 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 everybody gives Collin'sworth a hard time, and I don't know why. Uh, uh, you know. Romo enjoys it. I'm not so sure his partner does.
0: Sometimes <laughs>
1: Jim Dance. Mr. Plastic, but I mean it's. You talking
0: about his face or his attitude?
1: His attitude. It's just so. Again, any Welcome, know, friends. To yeah, that's now. just so plastic. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, all the guys who enjoy it, who get excited, and Madden was that. Madden got excited and enjoyed. Pat Summerall was the same way. Those were the individuals, and again, I guess it's a sign of age, but that ironic broadcasting, that snarkiness, uh, the fact that... Back to Dick Vitale,
0: though, just saying yes, farewell to Dick Vitale here. It certainly sounds
1: like it. I mean, I hope not. Uh, He's in his 80s, uh, and he got started, University of Detroit basketball coach, and then went over and had a disastrous session with the Pistons, <laughs> Terry Tyler and that crowd, ML Carr, and got called by a new network that he didn't even understand. He thought it was, uh, he thought it was a business group, and they wanted him to do games. And uh, again, he sounds like a Duke lover. It gets on my nerves and the nicknames, but you cannot question his undying love for the sport itself. I mean, guys who do that, Tim Kirchner with baseball is one that mm-hmm. you can listen to it and you know they just love the sport. And uh, again, you know, it's, you, we didn't need the announcers for this last weekend, but just it just brought something extra uh, for the announcers that you got. And then again, those are the ones I like. I hate to hear that about the possible the end of Al Michaels, and I hate the idea that we may not hear Dick Vitale again.
0: Signs were getting older, Ernest. Anyways, yes,
1: well, folks, the alternative.
0: You've been listening to Part in the Confusion once again. Our confusion wasn't too bad because I guess we got enough sleep last night. But if you like what you listen to here on our podcast, email me at, email me at gobluearnold at gmail dot and uh, we'll respond. We may even allow you to ask a question that we'll talk about. So for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night.